<clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Mr. T. Um, he would never tell you this, but Mr. T, he's a deputy in the county, and he was, he's the leader of the honor guard, and um, he was up in... And he was, uh, he was made an honorary Secret Service agent. He got to be on stage with the president recently. So, uh, so, so you can actually... <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word to call it, but he was on stage for a while with the president. They needed a, somebody to step in, and Mr. T and his team were right there at the right time. So that's pretty awesome. Thank you, Mr. T, for the great blessing you are. So, um, Dave, you've got a couple of announcements you wanted to talk about. You wanted to mention about the... Uh, Yes, we, uh, we're doing, doing well with getting ready for camp decision. Uh, we've we've had, actually had a few people who've, who've given me a call and let me know that uh, they needed some yard work. Um, some of the kids were out at uh, Charlotte's and Charlene's house yesterday and worked hard and uh, been to Roma's house recently. And so, so if you are needing uh, yard work or, or babysitting or something like that, uh, that you'd say, hey, I'd love to, to get involved with uh, helping the kids raise money for Camp Decision. Camp Decision is an awesome, awesome camp. It is unashamedly a Holy Ghost camp. Uh, and, and every year they have about 1,500 students that show up there uh, in, in that week, and it's, uh, it's awesome. So thank you so much, you, you all who have already been supporting the youth in that way. Um, and if, if, if you say, hey, I got something, then just let me know. Uh, give me a call, call the church, email me, text me, however, um, and I will set that up for you. Yeah, and we also want to mention about the baby bottles. You know, from Mother's Day to Father's Day, we run the uh, Life's Choices fundraiser. Those baby bottles are for taking home and filling up with $100 bills. And um, so, but no, we, we really believe in Life's Choices. Marsh is awesome, and, and what they're doing is phenomenal. I'll have to get some stats, recent up, and updated stats. I can give them to you next week, but the amount of lives changed is phenomenal girls that you know they just present options to them girls that don't know any different don't know what options are for them if they're pregnant and young and 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 it's just amazing to hear the testimonies that that Marsha has so we really believe in them they do phenomenal work over there and and they do a fundraiser this fundraiser year um every year between uh, father, uh mother's day and father's day so if you fill up one you're welcome to come get another one they are ta- there are those uh, baby bottles on the on the back table over there and that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's a good ministry. It's good seed, a good place to sow seed. Oh, by the way, talking about seed, I wanted to interject this. I just felt this. I wasn't going to say anything about that. But, but God is really good. I know that we know that part. <laughs> but um, we have recently been really blessed. And you know that financially, um, we trust in God for our roof, which is a considerable expense. We need to, it's an old roof, and we need to get, like, raise $70,000 toward this. And we, we will probably do a financial campaign towards this later on in the year, um, because money has started, thanks to you, some of you have been starting to give, um, give regularly, and it is kind of trickling in and things like that. But we were just blessed. Um, one of our old members, our old members of, of both the, Lake Haven and previously named Family Bible Church uh, passed away and we were informed that there was a legacy gift left for us and, um, and the legacy gift is, is uh, quite a few thousand dollars and they speci- specified that they wanted to help preach the gospel through um, buying us a digital sign. So that is, that is almost that is $13,000 worth of, of, uh, of, of equipment that we think we're going to really put to good use. So we're just blessed. So we thank God. And we'll, we'll fill you in on details and that. But we're excited to see what God is doing. Amen. So, Amen. so um, last week, 
you know what Lake Haven is about. We talk a lot about the love of God here. We, 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 it's on our, in our mission statement. We, it's our purpose statement. We're all about so all people everywhere can get to know, um, intimately know God and experience his unconditional love. We talk about the love of God. We, we know God is love, and it's a foundation of what we believe. Um, and, and, you know, our very first one, reaching people with God's unconditional love, because we know that the world doesn't always hear a message of God's love. We speak a lot about God's love, but there are messages out in the body of Christ, in, the world, in churches today that seem to, uh, to, to counter this truth and confuse people. And one of those things that we feel like we had to deal with, you know it's been a pet peeve of mine, I mention it often, but is the whole, is God in control? God is in control thing. And I started dealing with this uh, last week. Um, and, and I taught about it sort of in a bolus of information, and, and, and we gave you a, a bunch of information in one day. So I'd like to reference last week's message because we won't be able to sort of reminister that, but I'm sure that if this is something that you've struggled with, and I know because I struggled with this. I struggled with it because I was asked the question as a young Christian. I had graduated Bible school, and somebody said, yeah, but you say because God is so good. How can you say God is so good but... There's this little girl that died, and God is this, and this, this person, and these, there was this mudslide, and all these people were killed, and there was this hurricane, and if God is so good, you know, and God is in control, and, and I was stumped. I was like, yeah, that's kind of a good question. Um, and, and, and so what this, we, where we need to understand is we, there, there is an understanding part of this. There's a learning part of acquiring information that you, can, that you can seek for understanding God. But I also want to say this out front. Do you know that you're not going to fall into understanding? You're not going to trip over an understanding about something of God. That, that God says that you will find him when we seek him, seek him with all our hearts. There is the pursuit of knowledge and insight and understanding. And Proverbs talks about it. It's like cry aloud for insight, information, understanding, knowledge, all these things, wisdom. There is a pursuit of knowledge and information that is intentional you, you, you know when if you go and, and sign up with Karis and, and you Melanie and Terry uh, and, and you go into a course and they teach you these things they lay good foundations and if you if you come to Saturday school with Keith and he's laying a foundational authority of the believer and all these things that there is an intentionality in pursuing things so so I, I want you to understand we can't teach obviously the Bible or an understanding in a in a Sunday that's right you know Amen. Yeah, so so we, what we endeavor to do is, I know this is a big one, this is a root, this is kind of like digging in and, and, and we will touch on some raw things that will like, well, yeah, that's scripture or whatever. But, but so, so what we want to really do here is, is we, we asked for a couple of questions. There's, there's been a couple of questions that we'd like to address. And Dave, you know, we have some experience as far as that and I'm sure you do too. But we wanted to touch on some of the, some of the big things um, um, that could be hindrances to your mind and to your faith. And you say, well, what about that? And, and, and what about this? And what about the next thing? Because um, those can be, like I said, hindrances. So I, in my personal experience, and Dave, you can tell us yours. Well, why don't you tell us your personal experience about wait, what first, and then I'll... Okay. Um, well, as many of you know, I, I grew up in church and uh, uh, alongside my cousin Warren, and uh, we, we grew up... Um, in the Methodist Church, some, and then in the Baptist Church, some, and um, and and not not that we're you know saying anything negative towards uh, no, Methodist or Baptist. Um, I I love both of those churches. Uh, uh, growing up, and and you know, yes. it's a it's a nostalgic thing. But um, and, and but my own understanding growing up did take a turn at some point where 
um, where I didn't really think a lot about this stuff, you know, theologically. I mean, I was a kid, right? So, but, but I did feel like, you know, overall I felt like God is, is controlling what's happening, you know. And, and so uh, if something were to come up, I would pray and I would ask God, to, you know, to somehow, you know, intervene and do something um, uh, despite what I might be doing about it, you know. And, um, and later in life, I actually was, was a part of a church and even a pastor at a church where, where it was heavily, heavily taught in the other direction, you know, mm. uh, that, that um, not, not only is, you know, God all-powerful, but he's, he's controlling everything that right. happens. Or allowing it, right? Or allowing it. Right. Um, he's, you know, so including sickness, including death, including all of those things, horrible tragedies and, mm-hmm. you know, hurricanes and, you know, mudslides and everything that's, that's happening in the world. God is, God is making all of these things. There's a purpose for why it's happening and he's doing it and, um, and all of this. And so, so with that kind of mentality, it, it can, you know, I, you know, just think about that, you know, right. when, you, when you face a tragedy, when you face something happens in your family, and you're trying to figure out, well, well what's happening, and if that's your thought process, then yeah. where do you go from there? Right, it, it, it's, it shipwrecks the faith of people, because, and I've seen this time and time, and across the world, because, you know, I get to travel a little bit, and I remember seeing it in South Africa and other places, too, that people have given up on God, totally given up on God, because their child got killed in a terrible accident, car accident, and a good, well-meaning preacher, pastor, came up to them and tried to comfort him and say the infamous words, don't worry, brother, God is in control. In other words, and what he's hearing is, well, God killed my kid, and then he needed a flower in heaven or some, something. He's like, what? And, and rightfully, he can't process what, why is, is God killing kids or allowing the devil to kill kids, you know, or all that, that kind of thing. But so, so it, it is actually, I believe it's a demonic root that is in the body of Christ at large because this truth needs to be addressed very well in your hearts and minds because it totally, it, it, it removes faith from your equation. You cannot trust God and, even, and, and work an understanding of faith. And you've heard me teach on faith. Faith is how we're supposed to live in the New Testament. You and I, three times it's mentioned in the New Testament, once in the Old Testament, that the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 11.6 says that, that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek them because faith pleases God and, and understanding faith. But, but if you do not, you know, we, we do not have a good understanding in the body of Christ of what even faith is. Faith is simply taking God at his word and believing God that, that looking at his word and seeing God has integrity. But you see, this, this root that we're talking about, this, this malicious um, attempt to, to um, it's so deceitful because it, it, it removes faith from the equation and it, puts, it, puts, it makes faith a resignation. It, 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 it allows you to say that there's no basis because suddenly faith must be re- redefined as resignation. Because God is in control, there must be a divine purpose in tragedy. And they must meet the mysterious ways of God. You know, and then they always, now, forgive me, I'm going to step on a few toes. Get ready to have a sacred cow kicked over. Ready? Ready? Put your seat belts on. If it be thy will. Ouch. You should know what the will of God is. He gave us his will. 
You should know the character of God, and that's what we're doing here, is we're teaching the character of God. There are things that we can pray about, and we can teach prayer at length, but when we talk about God, there is things that you, that you don't finish. You can't pray in faith if you say, if it be thy will. Amen. Listen, I know I'm stepping on stones. I mean toes right here. But, but we, we have to address this, okay? So, to, so hang, say, hang with us. Yeah, and I, would, I just wanted to throw in there too that, that you know, um, I was talking to somebody this morning actually about this and that, you know, you know you have, you'll have sweet, very kind, godly people that will tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, it, and they're not meaning it in a malicious no. way, no. Um, but that's their understanding. Right. That's just, exactly. that's just the verbiage they've heard their whole life. And, and that's what, you know, so that's, what, that's how they express that, you know, just trust God. Just, mm-hmm. you know, you know God, God's, God's there for you. You know, yes. that's, that's, what, that's the intent of their heart. Right. You know, but, but as, we're, as we're saying, there's also those out there that do understand uh, this and really right. Calvinism, honestly. And, and, they're, and they're pushing that, you know, right. and, and that's where it, it gets malicious it gets right like, right because remember what we you've heard us say countless times we speak about the parable of the sower jesus said the parable of the sower is the most important parable and we've we've spoken about it at length that the the seed is the word of god and the heart is is your heart the soil is your heart you get to determine the kind of soil that you are going to put the word of god into not god you and i we study that parable and we've done it multiple times in different ways. And the, but you and I determine if the seed is going to bear fruit or not. It, we are the ones that can have hard soil and the, the seed can be picked up by the birds of the air. Satan comes to steal the word of, from us. We can be, have, have shallow soil where it will sprout briefly and oh hallelujah, praise God, it's all nice and well. And then we can, have, we, can have, we can have soil where we've allowed thorns, the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, desire for other things to choke the word and make it unfruitful or we can allow it to bear fruit 30, 60 and 100 fold. Guess who is the determining factor? God. I mean we are, not God. The excuse is always we, <laughs> this, is a very, this is a very key factor and where personal responsibility comes in. And a lot of grace people want to address this whole lack of personal responsibility. We don't want to have, be responsible for stuff. We want to say, well, it's just God's fault. I, let me just come and pick, you know, punch the clock for an hour on a Sunday. And then I can just, I can just say, well, it's, 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 just, it's just God. I, I don't know, you know. God's ways are mysterious. No, there is, a, <laughs> there is responsibility of us taking the word of God and allowing it to grow and produce fruit and in our hearts. And then, and then as I said last week, the, the teaching of the heart, the, the thing that we are to- told, I mean, what are we told to guard more than anything else? Our hearts. More than anything else. Are you guarding your heart more than your money? Are you guarding your heart more than you are your car? Are you guarding your heart more, etc.? I mean, I'm putting it plainly, but here we are told in Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart. And, and, what are, and then it says, you know, you, you've heard us teach, where, what, it's, with our, it's with our heart that we believe, it says in Romans 10.10. 10. 
It's with our hearts that we believe. In Mark 11, it says that Jesus was talking about, about faith and he was talking about how faith works. And he said, you believe in your heart, you're confessing with your mouth. And you say to this mountain, and he's teaching about the principles of faith. And, and Jesus says, if you, if you say unto this mountain, and do not doubt in your heart. So with your heart, your belief system is where you can believe, where you need to believe. And it's where you can doubt. And this is what we're told to guard above all else. I mean, I, I read it last week. New, New Living Translation says it this way. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So what are we saying? Why, why are we saying all of this? Is because if we, don't, if we don't address heart beliefs, let me put this very personally. If you do not address heart beliefs in your heart and life, if I do not address these heart beliefs in my life, it will determine the course of my life. Good and bad. Buck stops with you and me. Amen. Not your spouse. You. You get to determine. God's given us his way, his path. And, and you, you, you heard my illustration in, uh, in December when I was talking about having, a, remember I was speaking about how the word of God basically is like, is like instrument flying. Remember? I gave you the illustration of instrument flying. Like a pilot who can't see out the window, it's dark, or, or it's in a storm. He has to rely on his instruments. You don't see the end from the beginning. You've got to listen, and you've got to be, have faith in the word of God, just like you have to do in your instruments. You've got to have, you've got to have the, inst the control tower telling you, okay, descend to so many thousand feet. Slow your speed down to so many. And they are flying completely blind. When you do instrument flying, and they train you in instrument flying, they cover the cockpit. You do not see a thing. Because you have to, have to, have to, have to learn to trust your instruments. We, as believers, have to, have to, have to learn to trust God's word. You and I are not going to see the end from the beginning. And that's why it's essential. We have to lay this foundation of trusting. And, and we believe, we say, we sang the, these beautiful songs today. So God, you are good. You are so good. And it is absolutely true. God is good. And as I said, theology in John 10.10 10 says it all, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> For the, the Satan, the devil, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have life abundantly. Right there we see who's behind what. Stealing, killing, and destroying is not from God. Amen. It's from the devil. Life comes from God. So we've got to understand there are these absolutes that we have got to be grounded in, grounded in, in our hearts and lives. And when we see that, we've got to know beyond a shadow of a doubt who we are trusting and why we're trusting. We've got to know how to read the word of God. Know how to read the word of God. And, and I'm saying this for, for, your, for your benefit. We, it's, it's, you know, you can't be trusting me as the pastor to eat the food for you. I can't. That's why we have life groups. And, and we have, you know, moving your invisible boundary. But I can tell you, there, I said this to Dave the other day. I said, we, we need more leaders. So I hope many of you want to become leaders, aspire to become leaders. Because there is material that I want to give you that will emotionally help you get, grow in life. But we do not have the people and the leaders to establish those groups. Moving your invisible boundaries, we've seen growth in tremendous people's lives changing many testimonies are coming out that we're seeing people but we've got other books 
There's other books, to, and, and I say books because we're using them as book studies and, and features that, that you can get rooted and grounded on. We need leaders and, and because, because those are tools to get us our hearts grounded on. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm preaching this. Dave. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I think one of, the, uh, one of the things that I, I know we would want to bring up anyways is that um, key essential thing here is in this topic is is the filter for everything that you understand about God's character about who God is and um, you know Pastor Shannon mentioned this last week that God revealed himself through his names in the Old Testament yes. and one of the questions that we had was well why is God different in the Old Testament and the New Testament why do you see this God of wrath and punishment and people that are being destroyed and you, Sodom and Gomorrah and these things where it seems like well God came down and he destroyed this mm. this whole city because they were so vile you know or Noah's Ark or you know these things happening but you don't the New Testament well you see Jesus and he's loving and he's compassionate right. well does is, is God somehow different mm. we we know he's not he's the same yesterday today and forever right. so there's that that question but uh, Pastor Shannon pointed out last last uh last week that in the old testament god revealed himself through his names so he's jehovah jireh god our provider not the god who takes away from exactly. us you know he's jehovah shema the god who is ever present he's not the god who leaves you stranded mm. you know through you go through those names of god in the old testament and you're going to see you're going to see jesus mm. that's who you're going to see and then you look at jesus in the new testament and you're going to see the father yes he said if you have seen me you've seen the father anything outside of that understanding anything that in your heart contradicts that understanding it is going to confuse you it's going to it's going to cause you to if you start focusing on something else that you're that you're not understanding mm -hmm. i mean you say well look at this or let you know that's going to that's going to take you outside of that under that uh, understanding of his character of, of the heart of god of who he is he god is love mm -hmm. Period, amen, the end. We can Absolutely. go home now. He, yeah. is, he is love. Yeah. And I think it's important to understand that, that G, it says in, in Hebrews um, uh, 11, uh, no, Hebrews chapter 1, it says that in times past, God revealed, uh, I'm sorry, he spoke, spoke to us through his prophets yes. and through people in the Old Testament. But in these days, he has spoken to us through his son. In the sense that the, pro and the prophets saw limitedly. They saw they didn't know God as well as they ought to. It's fun to read the book of Job and see at the end of Job when Job pulls Job, uh, pulls Job aside and says, okay, you've spoken, now it's my turn. And he gets very sarcastic <laughs> with Job. It's actually pretty funny. God's got a great sense of humor. If you've never read, I think it's Job, Job chapter 40. It's like, you see. <laughs> but, but, but God, the, the point is that in the New we've got to understand that the light is in the New Testament. Jesus is, as, uh, as you've heard us say last week, is the exact representation of the Father. Hebrews 11, I mean, sorry, Hebrews chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, uh, you know, John 14, where Philip said, Jesus is, came to reveal exactly who God is. So we have got to, one of the foundational understandings that you have got to be grounded in your heart with is that you have to interpret scripture through the life of Jesus. You must. Any scripture you must look at through the life of Jesus. In fact, there, there are three uncompromising probably a couple more there are a couple more but three 
totally uncompromising way that all scripture has to be interpreted through. One is the life of Jesus in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Look how Jesus spoke and dealt and with everything, how he dealt with people. You see God because he revealed the Father. That's one of them. The second one is the death, burial, and resurrection, essentially what Jesus did through the finished work of the cross. Another one is the faith foundations in Hebrews chapter 6, and we'll deal with that in, in, a, in a month or so. We'll, we'll start, we'll do it. But the with faith foundations, that's why they're the foundations. That, that those are what, those are, there are certain immutable things that you've got to look at understanding. But you know what the tendency in religion is? Is we can thumb, you know, pick a little scripture, and we pick the scripture out, and it becomes well known. Even movies have it. It becomes well known in the body of Christ. You know, you've heard, I've pulled out a bunch of those sacred cows I like to kick over. Like, you know, whatever, you know, John 8, 32, 33, you know, it says, you know, the truth will set you free. No, it won't. Not if you don't read the whole verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to read it in context. To Jesus, he was talking to his disciples, to them that were following him. And he said, if you know the truth, gnosko, if you have an intimate knowledge of the truth, truth can set you free to them those there is there is context and those are just those are just simple ways but but you know what if we just thumb pick a little scripture it's almost like i don't know it's like a big bag of mixed nuts you know or forest gump chocolates or whatever you want to it's just like it's just like you just don't know what you're going to get like going to pick out the scripture and then and then you build an entire doctrine on that and there's horrible doctrines out there and they are absolutely don't, are not consistent with these things. You can't look at the life of Jesus and see it in Jesus' life. You can't look at the apostles' lives and see it in the life of the apostles. A lot of spiritual warfare nonsense that has been taught, you don't see Jesus doing. Amen. You don't see any of the apostles doing it. But because somebody picked out Daniel 11, took a bit of Hebrews 6 and 2 Corinthians 10, shook it all up in a bag and they popped out this doctrine that you don't see anywhere in the New Testament. Oh, but it comes from the Bible. Cherry picking, that's not how you do, you can't do that. Where did Jesus do that? You, I, I'm sorry, I digress. <laughs> but, but the point is we've got to be, when it comes to biblical interpretation, when there are scriptures, when we look at the life of Jesus, when we look at the Old Testament, there, there is covenants. I've talked a little bit about covenants. God in the past dealt with us through different covenants. There was a covenant he had with Abraham. There was a covenant he made with Noah. There was a covenant that he had with Moses. And each, in each one of these, God dealt with man in a different way. There was a covenant. But there was another covenant that God made with himself and Jesus. And we are the beneficiaries of that covenant. And that covenant wasn't dependent on man. And you can study covenants and understanding will come. But that's a big subject one has to pack out and it will make a lot more sense. I don't know about you, yeah. David. I mean, my understanding is certain. I don't know everything. I, <laughs> I don't know everything. I'm growing a lot. In but I can tell you that I've certainly grown, you know, over the years. You yeah. Know? Amen. I, I, I feel like if you... Um, you know, you don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to have gone to seminary. But if you, if you, especially if you've grown up in church, you've grown up in Sunday school, you learned the story of Adam and Eve. You know, you learned the story of Noah's Ark. And, and, you, and you can take a snapshot of the Old Testament. And you can look, you can look overall at the Old Testament and see what is, what is God trying to do. He's trying to reveal himself to his people and show them that he is he is a loving father yes. and that he wants he wants the promised land for them. Yes. 
he's leading them and saying, just come and do, do it. And this is the way that you, this is my standard, and this is what you do to follow. But I have, I have a place of milk and honey for you. I, have good, I, am, I am a good God who loves you. You are my people, and I am your God. That's what he's saying. But, but people reject him over and over again. And you, and you can, if you just take that snapshot of the Old Testament, you can, only, you can hear God in your heart just shouting. I mean, I could relate to it, and I know Shannon could relate to it as pastors, like, like come on, just get this. Just please, just get this. It'll help come you. On. I promise you it'll help you. If you'll you. just follow, just do what it says. You can have your... So it's like a you dad, any parent. Know I the truth, then the truth. Yeah. You know, you can't know the truth if you don't read it. You know, and, and, and so it's, and, and you see the father that same way and, until, until finally, you know, it comes to this finality. And he knew, of, of course, he knew the whole time what it was, because the lamb was slain before, before the, the creation of the world. So you knew, uh, he knew what was going to happen, but you, but you see it, it paints this picture mm. for us that we can look at in a snapshot of, okay. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. He, had to, he did what he did because that was before the cross. Mm. Mm. After the cross, he poured it out. Mm. It was all and on his son, and his son bore mm. it all mm. for us. Yeah. For God so loved the world mm. that he gave his begotten son. Mm. And, um, and as Pastor Shannon was uh, referencing, there's, there, there's some of those, those scriptures that they're totally reworded, paraphrased, and, and then this you know, shot out as, as Bible, and we've heard them our whole lives. One of them is, uh, uh, well, God won't give you more than you can handle. Ah, uh, 1 Corinthians. Which yeah. actually says, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, mm -hmm. no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Mm -hmm. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Mm-hmm. What do we know? Uh, I know there are some Bible scholars here. What, what do we know about God and temptation? Mm. He doesn't tempt us, right? right? That's James. what it says in James, right? right. So, so it, and, and saying, well, God won't give you more than you can bear. Just, so just that, yeah. just that statement right. is, is wrong. It's just even that, that statement is, is saying, God, well, God's right. in control. He's giving you stuff. He's, right. That's he's, how people have taken you know, that scripture. They've, yeah. they've taken that scripture, reworded or reformulated to fit that theology. Yeah. And they've said, well, God is causing the temptation, but he's only going to cause you a little bit of temptation. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. and, and, and it's sad. It's Which is clear out, that I've, that's I've not true. I've heard people that have had, um, had children with birth defects or something like that. And they said, well, God gave you this because he knew he, you could handle this. Yeah, I'm like, what? I, I I mean, this is this is in the church, people. This is what gets taught. God is not the one handing out temptation. I, I, as I spoke, you know, we've got to understand that this earth was given to man, and this is as we as we dealt with the, those three scriptures, you know, in 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 psalms and in in a few places in genesis and i forget the other isaiah i think it was wherever we, that that god has given the earth to men Amen. you know the, the we do live in a fallen world and things happen but but the sad thing is when people are saying well god caused this to you so that you can be get stronger he caused temptation he doesn't cause temptation he doesn't cause strife and struggle in your life you see how it slips in you see how it slips in and, and subverts your faith 
Because suddenly you start getting a dichotomy in your faith. Well, is God good? You, can't, you don't really know. Well, I don't know if God's really good or not. Because, and you start slipping into circumstance theology. You know what circumstance theology? I've defined it a few times. But that's when you start saying, well, God isn't like this because sister so-and-so experienced this. Or because God isn't like that because I experienced this. So you start defining God, not based on his word any longer, based on your experience and your interpretation. And as you know, because of your heart, as I said, when you look at any circumstances through the, the, the belief that you currently have in your heart, you're going to interpret that circumstances based on your belief system. Amen. Three people can, I mean, you can take a bunch of friends and go to any event you like and then come back and see how each one experienced it. Everybody's going to experience it differently. How was the preaching today? I thought it was great. I didn't like it. I did this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, people are going to experience anything through the light of their heart belief. It's our responsibility to align our hearts with truth. That's why Jesus said, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free because you're getting, you're allowing, if you've got Jesus said, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. What does that even mean? Because the humble are those that are teachable. Those are teachable who are willing to learn and, and, and allow your heart to be aligned and allow, because they are going to be, listen, we're all growing. You are going to, if I haven't stepped on your toes yet, wait, I will. And, and I don't mean to, but I'm just saying I step, my toes get stepped on. I have to go, the, the, I'm not, you understand, I'm not trying to step on toes. If, if, forgive me if it sounds that way. But it's just like when we are, if you are going to be a follower and a disciple of Jesus, which I believe each one of you want to be, as a follower of Jesus, which we are called to be and to make followers of Jesus, you are going to be challenged because guess what? You and I don't know stuff. Growing is about the process of learning. Amen. The process of allowing yourself to be changed. The, the process of allowing yourself to be challenged. As long as you, you know, Jesus said, that's what, one of the reasons Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit. Yes. That he would be our teacher. He would help us with these things. He would, that, he would help be, be our teacher and we'd, we'd grow in our understandings. No matter where you are, there's a growth step. No matter where you are, you can grow in your understanding towards greater intimacy with God. But rest assured, the instrument panel points true north. north. The instrument panel of God's word tells us God is good. Amen. Jesus revealed God is good all the time. Without exception. So guess what? With bad stuff happens, if your heart immediately goes like, oh, I don't know why God's causing this. Your heart is not established in truth. And I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I'm saying that because it's just a fact. Because the truth is that God is good. Jesus didn't walk around trying to hurt people's feelings. And sometimes people's feelings were hurt. One day he lost all of his followers. All of them. And he didn't say, you know, I don't know how to say this so that nobody's going to walk out the church. And he wasn't trying to offend people, but there's just some stuff that you've got to, we aren't going to understand. Nobody understood that day when Jesus said, listen, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Amen. What? I mean, can you imagine that day? <laughs> what? He just said we've got to eat him. Yeah. 
I'm not going to, this guy's weird, <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm done with him, forget about the miracles and stuff, you know, where I'm, that's an, I'm, I'm not eating him, yeah. you know. Amen. Then he turned to the disciples and asked them, will you leave too? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you want to leave? Yeah. You know, uh, I think and, Jesus would have been. Yeah. And, those, and those guys were called disciples, right? They, right. Were, they were, that, that root word is discipline. Right. You know, it is a word we don't like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In today's world. But, yeah. but you know, they were followers, you know, and um, they were challenged. Yeah. And uh, this is another, another one of those scriptures uh, that, that, that gets thrown around. Uh-huh. Um, Romans 8, 28. It's mm-hmm. a big one. And we, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. But of course, you don't, you don't hear the context of, of right. what it's actually talking about. Right. And, uh, and usually what's, what's it, what is said is not even that much. It's, it's just, well, you know, God works all things for good. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's one of those cherry-picked scriptures right in the middle there. Um, God is, God's working all things for the good, brother. That's not even the whole verse. Never mind the verses before that. That is not even the whole verse of, of, of Romans 8.28. You want to hear the rest of it? <laughs> no, you can read it at home. <laughs> no, 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 the whole verse says, For we know that those who love God, all things work together for the good, for those who are called according to his purposes. And that's just the verse, but that's not the context. The context in starts in verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we ought to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the, the saints in, accordan, in accordance with the will of God. You see, so again, there's this knowledge that, oh, don't worry, brother. All things work together for the good. Listen, God is trying to encourage. There is a wonderful promise in here that is encouraging. And we, would we have to be careful that we don't reinterpret that to say that God is making all things in our lives, causing everything in our lives. You mean that God's making that tree going to fall on my house? There you go. For my good? Whatever, you know. You know, exactly. So it's one of those, God, as we've dealt with, you know, God is not making every circumstance in your life, you know, as, we've, as, as we spoke about in depth last week. But I mean, just in this one, this context is talking about praying in the Spirit, interceding, talk, praying, you know, making. We actually spoke about this on Overflow. We've been studying Pastor Greg Moore's book, um, uh, Flowing in the Supernatural. It's brilliant. I mean, and, and chapter 20 talks about the seven benefits of praying in, in the Spirit and, and praying in tongues. And it's huge. I mean, the benefits are, are awesome. You know, that God helps us in our weakness when we don't know how to pray. And God's encouraging us. And you can build yourself up and you edify yourself. You build yourself up in your holy faith. You keep yourself in the love of God. There's all these benefits that Scripture teaches. That, that praying in the Spirit does. And this is one of those benefits, was talking about that we, when we do not know how to pray, He's helping us in our weakness. And we are praying in the Spirit. So this is the context of somebody who's, who's relying on God, who's weak and is praying in the Spirit and trusting God, and the Spirit is interceding from them uh, for, with groans that cannot be uttered, too deep for words. And, and, and it says that for these people, and it connects it with it, and it says for those who love God, that, that is not a casual relationship with God. That's talking for people that are, are in love with God, that are, are pursuing God, that are in an intimate relationship with God. God is able to make things that happen work for your good. Amen. That's the encouraging part. Stuff happens in life. 
whether it's your fault, somebody else's fault, Cain's fault, whatever, whoever's fault, you know, the, the, the drunk driver's fault, whatever it is, God, if you are interceding about this, hey, listen, the encouragement is God is able to make this work for good. Amen. You may not see it right now, but the instruments are telling you God will take even this. Even this that was meant to harm you. Even this that is meant to destroy your faith. Even this. Even this God can turn and make for your good if you will let him. So that's the encouragement part of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, that makes me think of um, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, where they come, the, they come, the Pharisees come and they ask Jesus, you know, well, what's the greatest commandment? And, and he is quoting the law. He's quoting from Deuteronomy, and he's, and he's saying, uh, love God with everything. Absolutely. That's the most important thing. Absolutely. To love God with everything. But as we know, yeah. we can't even do that. No. Unless we've experienced no. his love first. Right. Love is not that he loved us, but that we, or that we love him, but that we, he loved yeah, us he first. Loved us. Absolutely. Um, and so we're not even capable Right. Of, of, but that relationship and us loving God. So when we get to that place, we're okay. We're founded on God's love for us, and in grace and in faith righteousness. But now the next step, you know, in that relationship, now we love Him, mm. and and, he, and Jesus said, "Love God, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself." And on these two hang all the law and the prophets. So everything that was written in the Old Testament mm. is fulfilled in in this relationship. In this love relationship, yeah. and and that's again personal responsibility. Yeah. It's taking personal responsibility and and saying, I, okay, now that I have experienced God's love, I'm going to love God with everything that I am. Right, right because it, it's choice. You know, the free will thing I spoke about yeah. is that's we, we we understand God is not willing that any should perish, right? But that all should come to repentance. Is everybody saved? No. no. Why? Because there is free will and choice. By grace through faith. God has freely provided the way, but it's simply by trusting and believing that. And it's the same with healing. It's the same with all the promises it says in Second Peter 1, that we participate in this divine life, in this abundant life, you know, through all these things and, and choices. But, but we, we, it's, you, see, you see, by nature, we don't want to take personal responsibility. We want to blame Eve. It's this woman. Mm-hmm. She did it. Adam did. <laughs> but, but the tendency, right, is like, don't look at me. It's somebody else's fault. You know, yeah. and, and, and the message of the gospel is Jesus, like, he says, listen, I love you as you are. I, I've paid for the price. I paid the price. of uh, you, Your sin has been removed. Remember, we've dealt with that a couple of weeks ago. Atonement and the beauty of atonement is, is what Jesus revealed his love, it says in, in John, uh, 1 John chapter 4. This is how God showed his love. Verse 9 and 10, it talks about how God showed his love and demonstrated his atonement. So there is no more sin separation between God. You know, the, so God is showing us, showing us his love. And, he, and then, he, then he lays it on us and he says, you know, it's, I want you know, love, love your neighbors like this. You know, love each other, love brothers like this, and and so we we've, we've got a ways to go. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I I don't I mean I don't know time wise where we want to go, but uh, I I feel like that this um, this scripture is so important. Talking about personal responsibility, um, I have it in the Passion Translation, of Second Peter one, 
verse 3 and 4, everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us mm. by his divine power. Yeah. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price, mm. so that the partnership with a divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. Mm. You know, personal responsibility right there right. Is, is taking hold of the truth. Yeah. You know, as Pastor Shannon keeps saying, it's, it's, you know, if you don't know the truth, the truth, the truth isn't even truth until you know it. Right. I mean, we can, we can all point to times when we didn't know the truth. Yeah. You know, when we were sitting in relative darkness to where you're sitting right now. You can think back to a time when you didn't know that and you were, you know, in a place where you didn't know this grand truth. Or where, but, but there's more, right? We lay hold of all of this truth and yeah. the responsibility side of things. So. It's like, I, Shannon, I'm going to give you the keys to my new Ferrari and, and here's the title. I've already signed it. Yes. I put gas in it. Yes. It's sitting in Did your you driveway. Did you pay insurance, though? I want to know. Paid insurance, everything. <laughs> okay. And it was a lot. I don't know how I did it on, you know, as a pastor. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> but he doesn't drive it. He 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 sees it there, you know, and he do, and and the and the gas is just sitting in it, and years go by, you know, and and after a while, he, it's not even drivable because it's been sitting too long, and uh, and and that's what it's like, you know. It, it would be like just letting that letting that that mm. that awesome engine you know right. that powerful engine sit there and never cranking right. it never yeah. cleaning out the carbs you know exactly. um, and, and never taking it for a ride you know yeah. um, and, and that's 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 in, in the body of Christ sadly that's what's happening many yeah. times is because we're not not taking hold that not lim, no lambano you know taking a hold yes. of that truth and saying I, I'm I'm taking personal responsibility. I'm taking a hold of what God has given me, and I'm going to use it. You know, Amen. I'm going to live the life, the abundant life that he came to give us. Amen. Amen. I'm, that's so good. You know, it really is. We, you, you know, there's, you know our heart. You, you know where we are at, as Lake Haven, where we want to grow, and we, we, we want to grow. We need to grow. We often Amen. speak, Dave and I, Amen. and we've got a long ways to grow, and I certainly are growing, but, but we want to, we, this is a journey. It really is a journey. It is, it is a journey of life. It is a journey of faith. It's growing in faith and, and, and stuff like that. And, 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 you know, honestly, understanding, no matter where you are, I, wa I want you to know that understanding grows. And, and I remember certain scriptures that I have a clearer understanding of how it fits. But I remember being thoroughly uh, mixed up when I was confused when I was a younger kid, Christian. Like, God, I don't understand this. And I just had to trust God that he was good. I just yeah. had to say, okay, you know, I'll take, take it. And, and you know, because understanding is built on foundations. As you eagerly and intentionally pursue God and a relationship with him, you, your understanding grows. I, I said to Dave, it's, it's the other day, I said, to me, it's kind of like a big puzzle. If you can imagine a 10,000 piece puzzle and the pieces are some big pieces and some small pieces, and, and sometimes you can put pieces of puzzle in and you know they fit, but sometimes you look at a piece of puzzle and you, because you just don't know where it goes, right? But as you build up and as you grow in your relationship, the, 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 it becomes clearer. And I think that, that we will only ultimately see the whole picture one day when we're with Jesus. 
you know, it says that we, we see but through a glass darkly. Our understanding does grow. But, but that's not an excuse. If you want to be equipped in life, you want to lay hold of these promises, like you're saying in Second mm-hmm. Peter 1, it says that you can possess all these things in an increasing manner. Not because yeah. God's handing them out from heaven one at a time. He, he's given us everything for life and godliness. It's all ours. But, but laying this foundation and building it into our lives is our responsibility. It's our responsibility to put off the old man and to put on the new. Amen. You know, all of these are part of the process. It's the journey. And, and we're on this journey together and we endeavor to have tools and, and work. And, and, and iron sharpens iron. And, you, you, you know, we're going to be stepping on each other's toes. And you're going to be in a life group and disagree with somebody. And, and that's okay. That's, that's part of being a family. Yes, that's okay. <laughs> like 16 grit people. Uh, yeah. Trying to, but, I mean, there, there is that, there, there's that interaction that is necessary for growth, even the apostles and all of us, it's 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 necessary to grow. But but love is it, this is the, the the glue that sticks us all together. Understanding the love of God, being grounded, it's not confusing. Just stay with the basics, the fundamentals. Looking at the life of Jesus, right? There are absolute fundamentals, and 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 in, and Pastor Dave is going to start something next week that is one of those tools that are are awesome that are huge in in your life so you don't miss the next couple of weeks and because and then we'll go into some of the foundation there are foundations and those foundations are the, the there's like five five or six foundations that are just grounding you to look at things through and and as you persuade your heart that is something you have to do you have to persuade your heart you have to do it nobody can do that for you you have to take it, and you heard me stop, rewind, play, talking that series a little while ago. You've got to hear it, and hear it, and hear it, and hear it, and hear it. Listen to it. I, I, I constantly have to listen to stuff, and, and I, I'm, I'm like, man, and I'll dream about it, think about it, and chew on it, and chew on it, and then go and listen to it again, and chew on it. And you, you know, that's just part of the assimilation process. It's no different to eating a piece of meat. Yeah. You chew on it. But there is milk, but you can't live on milk. You can have milk and, and the goodness of God and there is milk and, and, and we teach a lot. We've taught a lot of milk here in the, in the thing, but, but there is an opportunity to grow. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Hey Amen. I, I, and I think, the, you know, again, the biggest thing to get today, if you, if you, didn't, if you didn't hear anything else, you know, to hear the, the filter of, of this understanding is the finished work of the cross and of God revealing himself through his names in the Old Testament and through his son in the New Testament. Mm. That's the filter for everything, for mm. all, all understanding. Mm. And, and, and so, and that will help any question, mm. any question that anyone has or any question that your, your family has or your friends have or anyone else, you get into a conversation like this with them. And say, hey, look at the names of God in the Old Testament. Look at Jesus in the New Testament mm. and focus on that. Yeah choose to focus on yeah. that because that who's who God is right yeah and the de- and the, the finished work of the cross you know what yeah. what accomplished what Jesus accomplished through his death yeah. burial and resurrection you absolutely know, those, are, those some of those absolute absolutely. thing but we'll we'll talk yeah. more about that so stay with us but what is your next step you know what is I use the words because really you the spirit of God even as we're talking today he's ministering to different people in different ways Maybe you don't know Jesus intimately and, and you desire to be smitten by his love. 
Maybe you desperately need to know that you're loved. Maybe you need the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you, you've never known about being filled with the Spirit or how to pray in the Spirit, and pray in other tongues. You know, there, there is, we, we, no matter where you are, there's an opportunity to step up into something else. And, and maybe God is, is laying, well look, you know, you can, maybe you're at a place where you're just starving and you want to chew on more and get more of stuff and contact us. You know, we, we've got books we can recommend and point, point you to Bible schools and, and things that are not, but I mean, I just want to say this about Bible school. Bible school doesn't mean that you have to become a preacher. Amen. It's not just for people that want to become preachers. Some of you want to grow and get, I know when I wanted to go to Bible school, I had no intention of becoming a minister. <laughs> that was a long time ago. But I was like, I just had a desire. I wanted to grasp and, and get hold of stuff. And, and there's Bible school courses that you don't, I mean, um, you don't have to sign up to do a three-year course. You can do course at a time. You can do introductions. Hey, Mel and Terry, they've got something like that, right? Yep, there's, there's like introductions talking, Mel and Terry, they, they, just some, some really, just like a, fu a fundamental course that you can watch online and, and chew through good stuff. Saturday Night School with Keith and Sue, I mean, they, people are getting grounded, talking about the authority of the believer right now, and I, I'm just hearing phenomenal reports, and Keith is a great teacher, like I said, so there's these tools, but, but you ultimately are the one that has to guard your heart. You are a farmer of your heart. It's up to you to farm your beliefs. What seed you're going to plant? Are you going to water it? Are you going to weed it? If you want to see the if we want to experience the fruit of it, Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that that we can hear your word, Father, and and through through no matter what, Lord, we just we can surrender our hearts to you, Spirit of God. I thank you that you are the Comforter, and for hearts. That, that need comforting, Lord, that you, your desire is to be there and to comfort, that you are full of grace, that you are full of peace. You, your word says that we can boldly approach your throne of grace to receive mercy, to help in a time of need. And Father, I, I know that, that no matter where each of us are, in lack, if, we, if we're seeing lack or feeling deserter or we feel like you're far away you feel like you're not listening to us sometimes those can be very hard and difficult and alone feelings but that's not the truth the truth is that you'll never leave us or forsake us the truth is that you are always for us and not against us father and that you've made a way that while we were still sinners while we were still sinners you loved us and as your children how much more will you not give the holy spirit or anything good. So wherever you are today, if you do not know Jesus, today's the day. Please don't go home without knowing him intimately. Just say in your heart, just say, Jesus, I need you. I love you. I appreciate this work that you did on the cross. You took my punishment, the punishment for all my sin and the sin of the world. And I know that I can't be good enough to make it to heaven ever. Not now or ever, but you are the way. And I declare you as Lord of my life. I believe that you died on that cross for my sin and I confess you as my Lord. Believe that if you mean those words in your heart, if you say it out loud or in your heart, you're saved. And 
please don't go home without talking to one of our prayer counselors after the service and we want to help you on that way or if you're embarrassed by that which you certainly don't have to be but contact us text our texting number or write it on a card or but let us be in touch with us we want to we want to help you or if you if you need to be filled with the spirit i want to encourage you you know we overflow is all about becoming familiar with the person and work of the holy spirit wednesday night services at 6 30 we are it, it's it we I, I believe it's such an essential part of what jesus is equipping us to be in so but if you want to talk to a prayer counselor today about that then then just simply stay after the service and and then we can we'd be more than happy to do that so father we just dedicate this time we hear your word lord i pray that these seeds find good soil hearts are receptive that we know without a shadow of a doubt that you are good and where satan comes to steal the word and say no god's not all good all the time no god is the one who killed god is the one who steals god is the one who destroys i pray father that every heart that's listened to these messages knows no that's not the truth that's not the truth that's not who god is they can affirm their hearts and establish their hearts with the sound truth that brings freedom that you are good that you are a god of love that you care for people all people and we rejoice in that we rejoice in you and we give you all glory amen amen well family it's very quiet here this morning <laughs> but but I, and that's okay i i trust that that uh, you have a really great weekend with family and friends that again i want to acknowledge you know and and this is not flippant in any way i i truly do we we, we honor those the sacrifice because that's what memorial day is about it's about the Amen. sacrifice of people who lay down lives for this nation and we honor their sacrifice by i i've been in many nations and the freedom that we get to live and be here in this nation is awesome i'm so grateful to be an american now and and uh, and i for every bit of blood that has been shed in the name of freedom so that we can preach the gospel is awesome so thank you if you have have had family members that have given their lives thank you thank you i and i know that we are i mean we as a nation are grateful amen let's remember that tomorrow on memorial day amen, amen. well you're dismissed have a great have a great sunday and monday god bless